This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, do not pass go, because we are talking games. Plus, Biz is scared of a good thing. Teresa thinks her baby is ready for bunk beds. And we talk to Antonia Akatunde, the founder of the website Modern Mia. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I'm shaking dice in my hand, oh. and I realized that that didn't uh, transfer. I couldn't tell. Yeah, no. <laughs> not only, I not tell. only to Teresa, yeah. but to you, the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Teresa, mm-hmm. before we get started, yes. I just want to throw out there again All right. for anybody who just randomly pick shows to listen to. Yes. We have two live shows coming up. Yeah, we do. And I just want to throw this yeah, out. Yeah, we should remind people. So August 26th, matinee, 1 o'clock. We're talking Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, August 26th. At the Bootleg Theater. Yep. Uh, that's happening. Yep. That's going to be tickets. a good time. Plus, uh, we are going to be in Brooklyn, October 14th. At the Bell House, again, onebadmotherpodcast.com, and you can find links to these tickets right there. Go and get them. Teresa. Yes. How are you? I guess I'm fine. Ah, yeah. I'll take that. I don't know. It's been like a crazy <laughs> summer so far. It's been totally bananas. It really has been. Um, so we got back from a few days in the mountains and a, a couple days ago, and then uh, I realized, like, as we were getting home, like, my baby, who's five months old, it no longer really fits in the little rock and play cradle mm. that he'd been sleeping in all the time. Yeah. Um. So it's time to transition to the crib. That's great. And so I've been using the crib, which is in the kids' room. So I've got the three kids in in the one bedroom now. Yeah, yeah. Brady There's, bunching it up yep, style. Totally. Yep. It's, it's, it's not like a big bedroom. So no. I've got the bunk beds on one side <laughs> of the wall. And then on the other side of the room is the crib. Yep. Um, there's not much else in there. But it's going okay so far, except that this morning I went to put him down for his first morning nap in the crib. And I went, like, literally as I'm setting my beautiful angelic sleeping baby down in the crib, I look and his mattress with the sheet on it is just swarming with ants. Oh. Just swarming with this ants. This has happened before, the ants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't seen any for because we started like getting sprayed for them, like seriously sprayed. Like yeah, they're not, a, they're not like there we, no we have like professionals yeah. come out and spray for ants all around our house, oh my God. all outside our house, and we haven't had ants in months, right. which is awesome. But now here they are again. Apparently, it's the heat wave, heat wave. I guess it's the heat. Yep. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, oh, and luckily I saw them because I didn't <laughs> have my glasses on, and I almost set him down in like a pile of ants, which is terrifying. But I didn't. But then Good I job. Was, yeah, but I didn't. And so then I'm standing there. Um, Jesse had already taken Grace to camp and Oscar to preschool. Um, I'm waiting for the babysitter to arrive. I need to put the baby down somewhere. Yeah. The rock and play has been put away. There's nowhere else to put him. And I'm just looking around the room like, I have to put him down because I have to finish getting dressed. Yeah. And he needs to take a nap. And um, I can't really set him in Oscar's bed because there's no, like, uh, railing. Right. You know? So Grace has the top bunk, and I mean it's, it's high got up, but it has a rail. The baby's not like really rolling around that much, and so I just put him in the top bunk. Child number three lives in a drawer. And I just like he seemed fine there, so I just went and finished getting ready, and the babysitter showed up, and I said. 
you'll find the baby on the top bunk. Oh my God, <laughs> and, that's awesome. Uh, if the ants aren't gone by the time it's for his neck nap, you can put him down there again for his neck nap. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call like the, the ant exterminator. exterminator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much wow. where I'm at today. Good. Good. Yeah, that's today. <laughs> yeah, that's this yeah, morning. I, I did say baby yeah, lives in a drawer or whatever, but like we've got, you know, we have all this antique furniture because, you know, we're from Mississippi. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> shit abounds. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, the, we, one of my you favorite. Have a sleeping drawer one, for babies? Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's a baby. <laughs> it's, called a, it's called a bonnet chest, right? Oh so my it's God. got three drawers and the bottom drawer is really deep. Uh-huh. And back in the day, yeah. people would jump. You know, yeah, you know, put the babies in. They didn't yeah. close the drawer right. or something. They were like but you open. Could make it was a really deep. You make a little bed. Yeah. That was like a normal oh, yeah. thing. Oh, totally. So the bait, you know, there's like, like story books yeah. with kids illustrations yeah, of kids, kids in drawers. Yeah, or on top of bunks. Sure, whatever. Whatever. You need a hammock. You need a baby hammock a baby in there. Hammock. Anyway, well, good job problem solving. Thank you. How are well, you? Yeah, I'm all right. So. I'm fine. I, I wanted to talk about uh, l- looking a gift horse in the mouth, it feels okay, like. So sure. we come back from Alabama uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And when we come back, it's Ellis's bedtime. Uh-huh. And Katie Bell says she wants to go to bed with Ellis at the same time. And Steph and I are like, okay, great. And ever since then, she's been going to bed at the same time as Ellis, right? They already do their bath together and stuff. Um and usually Ellis goes down somewhere, but you know, around seven fifteen ish, and Katie Bell then goes to sleep around eight thirty mm-hmm. or you know nine somewhere mm-hmm. in there, depending on how you know reading or whatever. So I was like, "All right," and she's been doing it. And the pro sorry, what has she been doing? Going to bed with Ellis with at Ellis. the same early. time. She's yeah, tired? early. I guess oh. she doesn't seem tired, but she's doing it. They both get in bed, their beds at the same time. So. Plus side is both kids are down by like seven thirty. What? And Ew, Steph, I hate you listen, right now. No, I know. Everyone's gonna be real. I know. And so Steph and I have this magic hour that's come back to us, right? Like, so this, uh-huh. I know. Okay, it's right. So this is. I know. This is the best thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that I'm could, really happy for you. Right, ever happened? <laughs> I'm gonna cry right now. But but the downside that I'm just like wait, I can't seem to enjoy it because uh-huh. I'm like eventually she's gonna say she's gonna change her mind. This, yeah, and Ellis is gonna have right no now. part of it. Right, Ellis is gonna yeah. have no part That's of this. Right. That's right. And then we're gonna go and back to gonna some wanna, sort of yeah, like yeah. some sort of I'm not gonna go down because we like with both of them in there together, they both get in bed. They don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they even if they talk and stuff, yeah, they stay. Uh-huh. But I feel like yeah. when this bursts, uh-huh. not only am I going to have to deal with like Ellis being really upset about this, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to also have to deal with probably just putting Ellis to bed later, which is fine. I, mean, I think right. he's getting ready for that. I, mean, I know that shift can happen, yeah. but like, I also don't want right. to lose this magic mm. hour. I've gotten this magic hour, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm enjoying it. But there's this cloud of you just know it's that it's all, gonna end. Yeah, yeah. it's all gonna end. Yeah. It's gonna end badly, hmm. probably when Stefan's out of town or something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Um, and so I also the other thing is, what am I gonna do if I start putting Ellis down later? Like, what happens in that new right. longer hour, longer time frame if I'm putting him and Katie Bell? together later mm-hmm. in the evening yeah yeah like i did we don't really want to watch television at night mm-hmm. like going for a walk well, what does she do during that I, time? well she normally reads but he oh, wouldn't he needs right. activity oh. so maybe we could just fill that time with what we're going to talk about today with playing games 
Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Games. Let's say that we're just going to talk about things like board games today. Okay, yeah. Okay. And cards. And... May, yeah, maybe some card yeah. games. Uh, and and let's just see mm-hmm. where we go from there. Because we we've kind of touched on game playing in the past, but we both have kids now, many kids in our house <laughs> yes. that are all, according to the boxes, old enough Able to be to play. playing these games. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun just to talk about, like, what are what is game playing like in yeah, your house? Yeah. Uh, so I... I First, I thought just to trigger some memories mm-hmm. of games that I would waste a lot of time by reading off a lot of games. Yeah, okay? let's do it. Let's do it. So, and I do. I kind of broke these down into like games that you can play alone, games that are like quieter games. You know, mm-hmm. like you can decide which where these fall. Okay, right. But you got things like Shoots and Ladders, Candyland, Sorry, Monopoly, Connect Four, Guess Who, Mastermind, Hi Ho Cherio, Clue, Match Game. Like match games, like those, like you know, those matches. Uh, life, I loved fucking life. Parcheesi. Oh, yeah. Life was fun. You got the traditional ones like backgammon, dominoes, chess, checkers, Chinese checkers, mm-hmm. things like that. And then you've got the loud games like Hungry Hippos and mm-hmm. Operation. I think Popomatic Trouble. Yeah, Popomatic Trouble, Perfection, Battleship. I think is loud because you're like screaming yeah. at each other. Mousetrap. <laughs> Uh, and then Jenga, I think, falls into the loud category because once you yeah. pull it out, oh, that's yeah. fucking loud. And then there's like the action games like Ants in the Pants and Don't Break the Ice where you're like, there's mm-hmm. not like a really a right, fucking right, right. game involved in yeah. that. You're just like doing shit. There are like some weird shopping ones. Like, yeah, there's, there's like a the, mall. Yeah, there was there's like, like a... Mystery Day. There was also yeah. mall shopping. Yeah. There's also, yeah, the mall shopping. Yeah. And Mystery Day was like where you opened it up and you're like, this is your boyfriend. Um, <laughs> teens who want to go, he's got a mustache. Um, Don't take my daughter. Uh, but then they like relaunched like crappy games. And I'm yeah. saying crappy and I'll get the, I, go ahead and call. We can talk about it. Like pie in the face, which is just a game where it's just like it's an old game, and they've brought it back, and you just take turns waiting to see it. It's like Russian roulette, but with a pie in your fucking face. Okay, right? And there's a couple of other versions of that with like sponge in your face or water on. It's just like, why do I want to do this game? That seems difficult. Um, Yeah. So like, and there's strategy games, and there's all kind of games Mm -hmm. that are out there. Yep. So, did you have? Let's first. Take it back mm-hmm. to when we were children, and we didn't care if our parents wanted to play games with us. Mm-hmm. We just loved the games or hated the games. Mm-hmm. Do you have games that you remember, like, loving? Uh, did you feel like you got enough game time in your house? Were you a game-friendly house? Mm. Uh, or did you only get them when you went over to people's houses? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how did games work in your life? Did you have ones that you liked and ones that you fucking hated? Um, I think I always generally really liked playing games and I don't remember any games that I like specifically hated. Um, as I got older, I, I remember like as a bigger kid, I loved life too. Yeah. Just like you, like I, I just loved that one and we had it at my house. So I remember playing that one with like my dad and my sister. Putting the and... little pegs in the car. Oh, yeah. we got a new baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked that game. And, you know, we would play Monopoly and um, we played a lot of games and we played... 
we played uh, card games yeah. a lot as well. And I think the main time that we played, though, was um, like summer vacation or mm. with my cousins. Yeah. Okay. So getting together with my cousins, I remember playing games with them a lot. And um, over the summer, my um, my grandparents shared a cabin and mm. we would like be able to go up there for about a week every summer and there was always like some other family members up there and so we would always play games a lot on that vacation I don't remember playing like in the evening at home that much right like I think it was more of like a special occasion type thing it was around yeah yeah were there any that you just hated or that or were you like yeah you like all games I mean, I remember there were a few that didn't really, like, work out the way you yeah. expected to. Like, you, they, it looked really right. cool on the commercial. Oh, yeah. Like, my cousin, <laughs> one of my cousins used to always, like, she had that mall shopping yeah. game and, like, some other games. were. And she was always, like, she was two years older than me. And um, she was always really nice about, like, sharing her games with my sister and I when yeah. we would come over. Even though, like, I think she kind of already knew this is actually not, not that fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. this game, like, as it turns out, is, like, okay. It's, like, not that that fun. There's right. a sale at the shoe store. Quick, quick, move your game piece over to Uh-oh, the. Oh, your wallet got stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. So there were a lot. I think like a lot of those games that or like Mouse Trap. Yeah, like, Mouse Trap. So much setup so and shit. Set, yeah, there's yeah. just like a lot. Although like really complicated ones. Yeah. We're not that okay. great. But, like, I think most like most of the other games, yeah. like, I was super into that. I, yeah. I always thought that was really fun. Yeah, I really liked, like, Clue. Oh, I loved Clue. Life. We owned yeah. Clue. Yeah. Clue, Life. I don't remember loving Monopoly, but I remember we uh-huh. played Monopoly. And Monopoly yeah. is, like, the stairway to heaven of games. Like it sure. Just goes, it, can, it, goes it can go forever. on forever. Yeah. And I think it's one of those ones you walk into thinking, I remember this being fun. And then you're like, no. This isn't actually This is actually fun. that yeah. awful. Sure. Um, also, I think I really liked uh, I liked Operation and I liked Perfection. And those mm-hmm. two were kind of games you could also play by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. second child, mm-hmm. time alone in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, that was stuff I could do, uh-huh. which I liked. Uh, we, I remember us like playing some games. Uh-huh. Sorry. And our yeah. house was a huge one. Yeah. It was a chance for us to all be slightly nasty to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Parcheesi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I don't remember being like, it's, it's game night. I, probably yeah. in retrospect, as a parent now, I can see my parents being like, we should do a game night. Yeah. Right? Like rallying. Yeah. Yeah. And then never becoming like right. a reality to yeah. of repetition. Uh, but, and my sister and I guess we would play games. Right? But like, yeah, I, I hated... I don't know if I hated anything. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't really like the ones that like looked like it was going to be a lot of fun <laughs> and then required so much effort to put it together and then weren't fun. Right. Like, I hated that. Right. Like, I hated that shit. Also, my memories of games, as well as now experiences that I had, is how fast games can get trashed. Oh, like yeah. how fast the box starts to break, yeah. you lose half the pieces. Or the board starts to tear. The board lose, starts yeah, to the tear. Yeah, get everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and then like, and you always forget about that. Like you put the game back together, you're done, and you put it up in the closet, and like a year later, you're like, let's go play Monopoly. And you pull it out, and like all there is is a boot, and there's like yeah. only $30. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Or there's not all the cards. And and yet you you put it back up, and you stick it back in the closet. I don't remember us ever fucking throwing away games. They just were full of broken. There's always like a checker piece in the sorry board. <laughs> like, why is this? 
like this. Okay, so now you have kids. Games. They're, they're great. <laughs> Did you have a vision of what, and just so that people are listening, Scrabble also. But Scrabble, Scrabble is something I play older. as an adult yeah, I play, way yeah. more than I did yeah. as kids. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't want people to think we were not referencing Scrabble. Oh, yeah. Scrabble. Scrabble. That's Scrabble. a big g- Scrabble. But that's the like, name. Yeah, yeah, the Scrabble. Yeah. So you are about to have kids or mm-hmm. now you have kids. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think of playing games? Oh, did you God. think of like how were games supposed to work into your life or were they not? I was so excited about playing games with my kids. <laughs> And you guys know where this is going. I mean, you know what? I'm going to start from a more positive Let's angle. Let's do positive. Grace is there now. Yeah, she she's there. She has arrived. But, I mean, she's only very recently. Just turning six? She'll be six, six in yeah. August. Yeah. She is, it's it's magical, actually. Yeah. Like, I never thought this day would come. Yeah. Because it's been so long. And I think because of having Oscar, it prolonged like mm-hmm. how long it took before we could actually play games because anytime something would come out even games that were like made for little kids like we've gotten gifted um, Zingo yeah, and that. Feed the Woozle and there's like a couple other like little kid games right. that we still just can't the piece we play like one round and then immediately the pieces are everywhere, everywhere. they're being used for other things yes. Grace turned the Zingo dispenser into what she called a fabric making machine <laughs> and she would keep it in the front yard and shove leaves in it and shit and like I mean I ultimately did throw out the Zingo yeah. game I hope my kids never listen to this because I did it secretly and because it was like they were everywhere yeah. I couldn't keep it together and anytime the kids would pull it out it was just an enormous mess for me to clean up yeah. like even if I would try to facilitate it right then it just made everyone crazy yeah. if I didn't try to facilitate it then it was just an enormous mess right so I was like I hate this I yeah. hate this I hate this I hate this I'm throwing this all in the trash and I did <laughs> and then like over this past week we we're up in the mountains Grace and I played a shit ton of like playing card games, uh, like card games. Yeah, like we played Rummy, we played Go Fish, yeah. we played Crazy Eights, we played, um, we played like a ton of stuff. Yeah. And then she can play Operation, she can play, she can play Battleship. She's yeah. learning to play Battleship. We played Guess Who. I which love that really game. That actually is one of my favorite yes, games. Guess too. Who yeah. is the best. And um, they have like a new version of Guess Who yeah. now. You know that has like more things than just faces. Uh. You know? Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're like, oh, fine. Oh, are there? Yeah, but it's actually pretty yeah. fun. So anyway, it's a good one for like little kids. Yeah. But um, anyway, it was like there was this day where I guess um, the baby was asleep and Jesse had like taken Oscar on an errand or something. And Grace and I sat there. Ugh. We played all these card games and it like filled my soul in like a real way yes. because she wasn't like. She didn't care that she didn't win every round. Right. And she was learning. And I was actually playing. I was actually, like, able to use strategy. Yeah. And, like, we, uh, no, it was so fun. That is, I, that is real. Because Katie Bell, I feel like Katie Bell, we were able to play games a lot earlier mm-hmm. because, you know, Ellis didn't show up till she was, like, four. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so... We were playing games around, like we were playing Candyland mm. at four, and we played Shoots and Ladders, and we only played that shit once. And I was like, "This is the worst fucking game I've ever played." Yeah, it sucks. It really, Shoots and Ladders really sucks. Really That's hated a good that example game. of. A I could game not that believe that my memory was something else, yeah. and then we started playing, and I was like, "It's the worst." This game. is the yeah, worst game. Yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> I'm sorry, 
Melton Bradley. I don't like, ah, I can't stand that game. But, you know, we were playing uh, Candyland and Hi-Ho Cheerio. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've even said on the show, like, I hate playing, but I love playing games. And so I was so excited mm, yeah, when games yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then even after Ellis was born, we could still play stuff because Ellis would be sleeping or right. at night because he yeah. would go to bed so early. You know, we played uh, card games all throughout dinner. Uh, zombie Run is such a fun card game. It's a uh, math card game with zombies. It's great. Uh, Uno. Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. And so that was great. And then Ellis became really sentient and like yeah. really part of everything. Yeah. And games just stopped in our house because he wanted to be involved and he couldn't be involved. And even though like Katie Bell, like it was like going to restaurants, you know, like there's that day where you're like, I'm never going to restaurants right. again until yeah. they're old enough. Yeah. Uh, we're never playing games again. Until they can both do it, because there's never a time when it's just me and Katie Bell, it right. feels like. Yeah. And Ellis cannot... Right. They like, feel left out, well, so they, they want to be involved. But they, but they can't, can't. They can't they understand. Can't do it. Yeah. And I also like, why is it that Katie Bell, after that... This game says three and up. Right. So technically, I should be able to teach these things. Yeah. But like... It's and Katie Bell could roughly... Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of emotional stuff she, she could not handle yeah. mm-hmm. in playing games at that age, at like three... But, Ellis, I cannot imagine sitting down with Candyland or even Hi-Ho Cherio yeah. and teaching him you have to have the patience to spend this. Yeah. You have to have the patience to pick up the individual things that you need yeah. or step only this far or wait turns or whatever that would not turn it into the most stressful thing no. I've ever done. No. And I... Like, in the retrospect department, I feel like I had all the patience in the world to teach Katie Bell, yeah. but with child number two, I'm like, yeah. I don't. I, I can't. I'm stretched too thin but it's also to play games. But it's also <laughs> that there's two people there. Like, yeah. I almost wonder if we tried to just sit down. Because like, I, I, it's the same with Oscar. Yeah. It's totally the same. But if I tried, like, I wouldn't try to just sit down just Oscar and me yeah. and work on a game. Because I wouldn't think of doing that because it probably wouldn't be the best thing for him. Right. Like, he could do, be doing something different that would be better for him. Yeah. But if I did, I feel like I would have more yeah, patience maybe to, like, work. go through the step. But there's something about having them both there. Yeah. That it just makes you crazy. Like, Well, yeah. No, yeah. And there's, like, never a time that Stefan's home at the same time where yeah. we might think about trying no, no. to do a game. And, yeah. And, like, and both of us are game lovers. Which totally. which is fine. And yeah. I want us, like, my vision of family and games is family game night. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's after dinner. You know, no baths tonight, guys. We're <laughs> sitting at the table and playing a game. And I'll play shitty games till the cows come home. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean? But, like, oh, I just hate that we're not there. And I feel yeah. a little guilt that, like, I'm not encouraging Ellis to become good at it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but... It, but be like me and give up on it and expect it to never happen. And then all of a sudden, Ellis will be almost six and you'll be playing games and it'll be so amazing. I like cruise the like game sections like, yeah. could Ellis handle this? Yeah. Is this something he could handle? But there's also, I don't know, there's like all this stuff that like is beneficial of games. Sure. And again, yeah. I think one of the reasons I don't, it's sort of like, well, do you want to get rid of the bottle? Do you want to start pot? You know, because yeah. you know it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Like whatever the do it when it's milestone is. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. <laughs> because it's like, you know, playing games. I remember Katie Bell, the crushing disappointment mm-hmm. of losing, like the crushing disappointment yeah. of losing yeah. at that three, four, even 
beginning of five. Yeah. Like they just, it was just too much. And I'm not a let them win kind of person. No, I'm not yeah. a like rub your face in the right. losing either. But like, <laughs> right. I also, I believe in a little balance. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you win this one. Maybe you don't the next one, right? Yeah. Well, in a lot of those games, even if you are helping your child, sometimes you accidentally win when? just because it's luck of the draw. <laughs> I like, know, there even so many times in Candyland, yeah. I was like, go on to get that. Yeah. Go on to get, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also like following the rules, which is a whole developmental yes. thing. Oh you got to take them, yes. taking turns. Yeah. And then on top of taking turns, there's like the like emotional development of, I need to also, like my kid also has to enjoy not only taking turns, but watching the other players enjoy winning or losing or mm-hmm. getting something that they want. You know, mm-hmm. there's always like some games where like, who's going to get to such and such first? Mm-hmm. And like Katie Bell could never handle it. I mean, the moment we would like, I got to the thing first, right? You know, yeah. and, uh, but there's also, here's the thing that made me think of and ask you this. Okay. Maybe we'll wrap up on this. Okay. Do you, how, how do you feel about family rules? Because there's mm. also a thing about games where your kid's old enough to play games mm-hmm. and you're playing games with them and then you send them out into the world yeah. and you know that they're going to go to somebody's house and play Candyland or play Uno or mm-hmm. play whatever and the rules may be slightly different, different. Yeah. or some other kid's going to come over and it's going to be yeah. slightly different yeah. and you're like, no, no, we let you draw till forever right, or yeah. we only make you draw seven yeah. or like whatever. And when you get it right, you get a second turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. That, or the youngest goes first or oldest right, goes right, first right, or right. you take yeah. turns. Like, and I know we've set some family rules up just to help with the learning process. Like mm-hmm. Katie Bell's, you know, in, uh, in Uno or in Crazy Eight, we wouldn't make her draw till she found the card, right? Like, because her hands couldn't hold that all that many cards. Yeah. So it'd be like, all right, you're picking four, mm. right? Or you pick seven. Like, whatever it was. Now she can, now I make that child draw forever. Yeah. Grace just puts her cards on the chair. Yeah, where you can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that too. The cards are down. But like, sometimes it can be a huge. I mean, even Stefan and I, in playing games Mm -hmm. with Katie Bell, will find ourselves at odds with a rule, and like it becomes a huge right. Deal. Pull out the box. Pull what out the box. Say? What's the box? Check the internet. That's right. Check yeah. the internet. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know. Do you guys, how do you feel on family I mean, rules? Like, actually, just hearing, like, I didn't have an answer when you first asked that question, but just hearing you talk about it, I actually think this is part of the learning process of games. Right. Like, you, you are going to... Um, go out into the world and sometimes your idea of how something is played is going to be a little different than somebody else's and then you have to work that out. You have to problem solve together and I feel like that's okay. Um, I will say that Grace was um, playing, Grace and Oscar and I were playing Shoots and Ladders um, (laughs) over this past weekend. So sorry. And I know, and and at least I was thinking like Oscar might be able to play Shoots and Ladders because it's pretty straightforward. But immediately as we're pulling it out, Grace says, you can go any direction. And I go, and I, for a second, I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. You have to follow the numbers. And she goes, no, I was playing at art camp, yeah. and you can go any it, direction. Yep. And I thought to myself, this is a perfect example of this. Yeah. But at first, I was like, wow, this game is going to end in like five seconds. Yeah. Somebody's going to roll, you know, you're going to just, you could just go straight yeah, up, uh, <laughs> go straight up, and you win. <laughs> right. But then I thought to myself, this game fucking sucks. So that's It would be roll. nice if, some, <laughs> if this game goes way faster. Because we'll otherwise, you know, that thing can go on forever. Oh. 
Oh, so I said, okay, sure. Well, sure, you can go any direction. It kind of falls into the parenting, like the subtle lies of, sure, or that's too spicy. I'm not going to play that way, but sure, if you want to play that way because you learned it that way at art camp, fine. Yeah, I know. So, like, yeah, I feel like there are house rules may stem from a desire of parents. Yeah. To get things to move along. But, and that's, the thing is, even if you weren't doing that knowingly, right. people are going to learn to play things differently, differently. no matter what. And so if, you're going to run into that one way or another. So are we wrapping up on the fact that games uh, somehow tend to be one of the hardest collection of life lessons <laughs> for our children to have to learn at yeah, such a young so. age. I yeah. mean, like sharing, they fucking suck at that. Yeah. Taking turns, the worst. Uh-huh. Having a set of rules that you are familiar with and then have to adapt to somebody else and or adapt to their rules. Mm-hmm. Barely able to do that as adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. So guys, Biz and I both have premium memberships. These are really awesome. It's super easy to sign up and it's super easy to find babysitters uh, in advance of when you need them or at the very last minute, right before you (laughs) suddenly realize you have to go somewhere and you need a sitter. Um, And they also have housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care. So to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash badmother when you subscribe. That's care.com slash badmother for 30% off a premium membership. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I taught Grace to use the calculator, like, on my phone and on her, like, Kindle Fire tablet. And she thinks that it's, like, the funnest game (laughs) Like, she'd rather play with the calculator on her Kindle Fire than, like, watch a movie or play, like, an actual game. So she's just, like, doing math problems. Oh, my God. And we're talking about math. And we're just talking about what, like, we talked about what we, she hasn't learned about multiplication yet. Yeah. So we talked about what that is. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it just felt like a genius because it's, like, so simple and easy and, like, you could actually She's, go and buy her a small calculator. I could, and that would make her dream come it true. Would. I mean, it would be like a special Happy gift. Happy birthday. Yeah. Right, she's got a birthday coming up. Yeah. Calculator. <laughs> go to Radio Shack. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
That's that's actually great. Yeah, and I kind of remember like playing with oh, my I mom's love. calculator when I was little. It does seem kind of magic because yeah, you does. can type things in and you get an answer. I can spell Ellis on it. Nice. I can spell boob, boobs, and boobless. I can spell BGs. These well, are all things when, I can spell with numbers. On a, with numbers well, down. when I was and in hello. high school, my friends and I all had pagers, and we used to write each other <laughs> notes in pager code. Wow! Which was a special code <laughs> that we had for all numbers. Pagers. And I guess now kids can actually text message each other, which sounds a little bit easier. Yeah, but they're still making up codes and stuff. Banana, yeah. banana. Mm, That's yeah. a thing. Anyway, <laughs> great. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. Uh, I just want to continue on last week's genius of reading. I have read like three books in the last two weeks. And this is and, and why I am coming back to this genius of starting to read again is I am actually making my brain make time to read. Like I'm actually, as opposed to just, I can't read. I never have time. Right. Or I'll just do it at the end of the day. I'm actually like, I'm going to go to bed 20 minutes early so I can read. or I'm going to find some time in the morning to read. And I feel like it's sort of like what our guest last week, Teresa Edmonds, was talking about, like when you're so starved for self-care, even the smallest things uh, get you satiated enough to start going on to bigger things. And I literally feel like I'm training my brain to start carving out time mm-hmm. for other things. It really feels like not just something I'm enjoying, but something I'm training myself to yeah. do. Well, and it, it got you out of whatever, like, very specific routines that you yeah. were in. Like, now it's making you... Right, redo like, things. Yeah, and it's such really a small good. thing. Yeah. So I just I wanted to share that because I was like, here's to small things. Sometimes yeah. I poo-poo small things. Yeah. Turns out I shouldn't poo-poo small things. Yeah. Hi, I'm calling with a genius. So I am a stay-at-home mom to a not-quite-four-month-old, and so things are a little hectic, as you can probably imagine, especially when it comes to trying to keep track of, like, the weekly chores that I want to do. Um, And I have a wonderful husband who, every couple of days, does that lovely thing where he asks, okay, what, what can I do to help? And in the moment, I'm usually like, nothing, it's fine, like, just take the baby for a second or something like that. But there's always something that it would be helpful if he cleaned or started a load of laundry, but in the moment, I can never think of it. So today, while the baby was napping, I got struck with this genius moment, and I made a little spreadsheety thing on Google Docs that has a one page and has all of the stuff that I need to happen in a given week, cleaning various rooms, what laundry needs to happen, and I put, like, how many times a week it needs to happen and um, little columns with days of the week that um, can, so I can get checked off when it happens partially so I can keep track that, like, okay, I did clean the bathroom this week <laughs> or not. And I'm going to put it in this little frame that I got at the dollar store with a dry erase marker and I'll mark when I do stuff. Um, and then when my husband asks, hey, what can I do to help? Or he doesn't have to ask now because it's right there. He can just look at it. Um, and when I told him about it, he admitted he was like, uh, so what steps are involved in cleaning the bathroom? <laughs> so I'm going to put post-it notes on the back of it with like, this is what needs to happen when this room gets clean. Like a little checklist for it so that 
he's not asking me 18 times and I don't get frustrated and just do it myself. So I'm feeling quite genius this morning. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. This is so great. good. If you've got, if you and your partner are both looking for ways to help each other. Yeah. Right. And I really think so this good. goes both ways. First off, awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, because we've talked on the show about the trap of, partners whether it's you or your partner like just giving up on asking and giving up on helping because it is when you are so in the middle of something it is easier to say i'll just fucking do it Mm -hmm. than to have to take the time to explain or you know uh even say sweep the floor i mean because you're like or why don't you just know or why don't don't you you just know right like it's just a big ball of resentment just waiting to happen so to be able to like have this list so that your partner Mm -hmm. can just be like oh Mm-hmm. I can I can do that. I see taking the trash isn't out yet. I'll go do that. That's really smart. Yeah. And I, I just want to add, like, you know, we talk a lot on the show about being president of everything. Yeah. And, like, how that can sometimes make us feel really resentful. And what I really like about your call is that you... You are the president of this stuff, of like all this stuff about the house and and caring for the baby. And you don't seem resentful about it. And you seem um, like you kind of know that this is something like really great that you have to offer that like you thought of this and you're doing an awesome job and you're going to your partner wants to help and you're going to help him help you. And that helps him also yeah. and it's kind of like a gift to your relationship it really is you know I um, agree so good job having such a positive attitude about it <laughs> and also I just want to add you have an almost four month old yeah. and you're like thinking of all of this stuff I right know. now like at the bare minimum that's amazing to me <laughs> like that you're not just in crisis mode and like unaware of right. like any executive function I agree I, yeah. you're doing an amazing job good job yes genius failures fail 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 you suck fail me Teresa. uh so at oscar's preschool um they have this thing where when they sit down to eat lunch they have the kids eat what they call their growing food first, and that's like their sandwich or oh. whatever, and their fruit, I guess. Sure. And then after they eat that stuff, they can have like the other snacks or whatever they have in their lunch, like yogurt or like a right. whatever. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't. I they can do things however it works for them. Right. At preschool. I, I don't have a problem with it, but. Um, like last week we were getting ready to go away. And so I didn't really have any bread left in the house. And so I kind of just gave Oscar like, uh, you know, like one of those like cliff kids bars, like Z bar and like a yogurt and probably some, maybe some fruit or maybe it was just, I don't even know what it was. A fruit pouch. That is food. It was totally food. It was totally fine. It was completely fine. And I, I don't care. And like, the thing is, is I, I pick up, I pick him up right after lunch nowadays anyway. And so like whatever he eats in the morning, it's fine because he's coming home afterwards anyway. And like, if he's hungry, he can eat at home. And, um, and so, but anyways, I went to pick him up that day and as we're walking out and it's totally quiet because all the kids are going down for a nap yeah. and I'm walking out with Oscar and he just says really loudly, mommy, why didn't you pack me any growing food today? Oh my God. And I was just like, 
oh, uh, and then I just didn't say anything and I like walked him out. But, and I know like who cares, (laughs) but it's just funny to have your kids say like, oh, I hate that. It just made me feel like, oh, I just like only packed him a bag of potato chips and candy bar or something like that, you know? (laughs) Which I have. Um, I've been like, here's a granola bar, some yogurt covered raisins. This food will not let you grow. (laughs) This will not help you grow. You know how harmful yogurt is for you. Yeah. (laughs) I know, you know, I know. Well, you're a horrible mother for not wanting your child to grow. I know. And giving him food. I know. Ugh, the worst. (laughs) So, as we said at the beginning of the show, summer. Hmm, It's been a tricky summer this summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, My fail is there has been a lot of travel this summer for us as well. And as I mentioned previously, uh, this weekend, July 14th, uh, in Portland, Oregon, I'm getting back together with my old sketch comedy group, Meet, and I'm very excited about it. And, like, I have booked this a million years ago. I mean, like, I have there from, like, the 12th through the 16th. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. through the 16th. It's, like, a really long chunk of time. I'm going to be there by myself with my friends. And I just, it's just not registering. I made a, an appointment with you to have a business meeting on Thursday, and it didn't, like, cross my mind. That until, you won't be in town. That I'm not going to be here. And yeah. that's, like, one of many. I'm like, oh, so Stefan, I'll have the kids. On the, I'm not, I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, actually still actively seeking activities for us, though I won't be able to do activities with my kids. Right. I just cannot get my head around the fact that I am leaving yeah. in, like, two days. Yeah. I am on a plane. Right. It's just not registering. No. Good luck. Yeah. So I was saying to you before the show, I think you're probably just going to suddenly be there. Yeah. You're find yourself there, and then you're going to find yourself at home. <laughs> oh, no, then I'll be back. Yeah. And we'll see what happens in between yeah. that window. But it really is just like, huh, yeah. sorry. Sorry, everybody, that I keep <laughs> making plans with and having to cancel. And it feels like I, 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 this is partly a fail because, like, I feel like we've been doing this kind of all summer. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot. You mean like having no idea what's going on around us or yeah. where we are? Yeah. 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 Pretty like much. Legitimately, that yeah. I feel like that's our summer. Yeah. Hello, Biz and Teresa. This is a fail. I'm just calling because after a year of telling my child that nothing bad will happen if we use the body in public and just flushes just like it does at home. Well, we used to potty today, and I went to flush it, and instead of going into the bowl, all of the water geysered up out of the top, through the pipe, all over the bathroom, all over us. He screamed. He's traumatized. I'm a liar, apparently, and bathrooms are not to be trusted. So, fail. Anyway, you're all doing a great job. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. You're a dirty, dirty liar. Why would you lie to your child that like that? So <laughs> awful. It really is awful. That is so gross. As a parent who yeah. just got through with the trip to Alabama with a kid who won't use public restrooms yeah. and like the dragging him, surprise, you're in a bathroom. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like and getting yeah. through the screaming and like all of it. You've re- and that is like a real fear. You're like, this is just like home. It's just like yeah. the last time. No and then deal. it's not. Like an yeah. alligator basically just came out <laughs> yeah. of the toilet. Yeah. I am so sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Your life is, is ruined for a while. <laughs> and uh, it's all your fault. eventually? Uh, no. <laughs> Scarred for life. Scarred for life. You're doing a horrible job. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever 
Mother is supported in part by Ball and Branch. I love sheets and I love my time in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I actually am a total sheet weirdo. I really love getting into bed at the end of the day. It's my time, my private time, and I want it to feel nice and comfortable and lovely. And these sheets, which are 100% organic cotton, are so nice and clean feeling. I love them so much. So go to bullandbranch.com today and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code BADMOTHER. That's $50 off plus free U.S. shipping right now at bullandbranch.com spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com promo code BADMOTHER bullandbranch.com promo code BADMOTHER Teresa, let's Call someone. This week, we are calling journalist Antonia Akatunde, the founder of Modern Mia, a website that tells the stories of women of color at the intersection of motherhood and career. Welcome, Antonia. Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy to be with you guys. We are you so have happy. The most infectious laugh. Like, I'm going to be laughing <laughs> it's the entire true. time. It's true. She does. Already. She does. People <laughs> love it or they hate it. <laughs> Uh, All right. So we are so excited to have you here. The listeners to our show have listened to us uh, battle the discoveries of lack of information or resources or just publications or or really anything uh, geared towards uh, people of color, especially in parenting. Uh, Mm -hmm. And through our long journey of trying to find uh, guests and why this is, uh, we have finally made our way to you. And we are so excited to have you here to talk about this uh, and talk more about this and just give people an opportunity to go enjoy your website, which is wonderful. Uh, Thank you. But before we get into that, let's start with what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Yeah, so it's it's me, um, my fiance, soon to be husband, Scott. And that's it for right now if you don't count all the plants that I haven't killed yet. (laughs) (laughs) So we have have a, a few plants that are still holding on by a thread. But, um, yeah, two humans, um, and four to five suicidal plants. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. I know those plants. I'm familiar yeah. with those plants. Uh, well, let's get into the website, uh, Modern Mia, and why you founded the website and its importance. Yeah, so I started the site in, gosh, it's going to be 2012, um, and that was around the time of Lean In. And can women have it all? And um, I love reading those pieces and, and that book, uh, but it felt very, like, inaccessible. So mm. I don't want to be the COO of Facebook. I would love that paycheck, but I, I don't <laughs> want that job. And, you know, I, I wasn't in a position to be Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman. So right. what does it look like to, to have work-life balance as a career woman? Um, because at that point I was at the age where you're supposed to be in the career that gets you the money and you're supposed to find the person to have the kids with. And I really wanted to have real conversations with women who look like me, who had careers that were 
more accessible to have these conversations that I wasn't seeing Black women uh, specifically being tapped to talk about. So I also wanted to kind of fill the void in the representation of Black women and families in, in mainstream media. Um, I, I felt like the picture that was being presented was very, um, like, two polar opposites. So you were either Michelle Obama, and no one's Michelle Obama, so there was just her. That's right. <laughs> um, and you were either her or, like, the sassy Black friend, welfare queen, all these, like, very negative, limiting um, depictions of Black women. So I, I just really wanted to have conversations with women I had girl crushes on to, to kind of figure out how they do it. Well, actually, let's let's talk about that. That we mm-hmm. on the show have talked. I mean, probably one of the bases of the show is the fact that the portrayal of motherhood mm-hmm. uh, versus <laughs> what's real about it is yeah. very, very uh, not even close. Uh, a lot of the time, I, I mean, I don't yeah. mean to disregard. Yeah, some of the efforts that people think they're making uh, to tell stories. But, you know, like, I, you know, like we've joked on the show. It's like, you know, no one is having their water break and saying, I still have time to catch that perp. You know what I mean? And, like, simultaneously, uh, people aren't all experiencing the, like, uh, it, this is all so easy. I'm really great at it. Everything yeah. is exactly as it should be. Uh, not that if people are, in fact, really great at it, that is very good. And that is a thing I am sure exists uh, somewhere on the planet. But for that to be sort of the only images that you get, uh, or like you say, you suck at it, right? Like, right. And, you know, that, that, that seemed really unfair. But, uh, Talk. Can you talk a little bit about those experiences, specifically about the depiction of Black motherhood? Uh, can we let's get into that a little bit? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, from what I've heard from interviewing people and just also being in the space and a Black woman, there's always been kind of like this pathology around the Black family. So, you know, when I even when I first started the site and I said I had a site about Black motherhood people would assume that I was only profiling single moms and there's nothing wrong with being a single mom. Um, but like, why is that the expectation when you hear black motherhood? Um, and I remember doing an article about this, like before Google wised up to this, if you typed in the phrase black moms are the auto population of what you, what Google thought you wanted would be articles about black moms are single moms, black moms are abusive. Um, just like really negative depictions and like the easy answer to that and for most things is like racism. Right. Like, yeah. that's like, <laughs> why that exists. And there's like a concerted effort to like destabilize black families. And, you know, we don't have time for that kind of history lesson. But um, yeah, I, I think that there's also the issue of um, people thinking that white is the default. So if you're talking about motherhood, some people's first instant or instinct is to think, oh, a white lady with blonde hair with like a baby breastfeeding at her like boob and this big batific smile on her face. Like there has been so much resources in pushing that image and it's to the detriment of like all, all conversations well, about it, motherhood exactly it really is because it's not just that image but what's also tied to that image is wealth 
They're not, right, you know, exactly. they're someplace comfortable. They're out someplace. They're, there's mm-hmm. like wealth tied to that. And yeah. then, you know, you if you go to bookstores uh, or websites and you're looking for parenting books, mm-hmm. sleep books, you know, feed any sort of breakdown of advice on parenting, they mm-hmm. are predominantly uh, by white uh, women and men. And it de- it's very easy to, like, just become blind to that and realize that there are, that, that it, what that says is these are the only voices. This is the normal. Right. And, yeah. and then how, which is, can't even remotely be possible. And, and I think it also plays into the trap of, of not being able to find shared experiences or learning different ways to it. Because, I mean, the whole thing about you have kids and you think you know what you're going to do, and then none of that works out. And, right. and uh, Or it worked great for the first one, but not the second one. Or mm-hmm. what happened to your sister didn't happen to you. Like, whatever. There's like a million things, best laid plans. And it can be very trapping you can get trapped in thinking there's only yeah. one way to do something and exactly. that's not at all correct. And right. yeah, you know, it's, you're right that there's definitely an economic and class level that is attached to that portrayal, which mm-hmm. feeds into again, what we see, the images that we see. Oh, well, they must be single. Uh, they must be working five jobs. They must be where, you know what I mean? Like I watch mm. Law and Order. I know the story they've told me. <laughs> Right, right. Well, yeah, it's just, yeah, those depictions have just been repeated over and over and over again. And that's also something that I like about Modern Mia is that, like, it's created without concern for, like, the white case. So it's, like, showing the complexities of Black motherhood and normalizing our experiences to ourselves because, like, we all see those uh, those images. So, like, you you're just affected and hurt by this understanding of what it is to be a black mother, Um, whether that you are a single black mom and that really negative stigma is applied to you. So you feel shame about it or you're um, a married black mom and you have people like I had an interview with this woman who said this, um, who shared a story about like her friend who was pregnant and um, married uh, but she wasn't wearing her ring, and this um, this white woman came up to her and was saying, "Oh, do you need help? Like, I work for a nonprofit that oh um, has resources <laughs> for like women like you." So, yeah, I don't. It's just it's just disgusting across the board. But um, <laughs> those challenges Christ. aren't our story. Right. Um, it's not what defines us. But like, you know, it it it's great to create a space where. Along with, like, me talking about that, there's also beautiful images of Black women in spaces that people have told us we don't exist in, which is in loving homes with beautiful kids and, you know, jobs and, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we it's, it, this, I think this falls along with some the discussion we had recently with another guest who uh, put out a, a magazine called Kazoo that's just for girls, right? Okay. And, and I had asked her, you know, it shows them in all these positive, you know, all the, again, like you said, roles where they normally haven't been shown in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And one of my questions had been, well, suddenly I feel like, you know, I've got a daughter and a son, so I would never, ever say this is only for my son. You know, mm-hmm. like, so shouldn't my son be reading a magazine of course the answer is yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) of course because that will normalize for him 
that women are always in these spaces, right? Right. And yeah. and and so what's great about the website is that it is it is a normalizing website. You know what I mean? It's a different mm-hmm. image. It allows people to retrain their brain from the images that are being portrayed everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, or confirming what yes. like we already know. Right. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Probably a fact, and not <laughs> <laughs> reality is probably a lot uh, better than than right. what we're being yeah. sold sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about uh, let's. Why do you think? Why do you think it is besides uh, blatant racism uh, yeah. that we're still having this? And maybe it is. Maybe it's just that we're totally still fucked up. Uh, and there's no, you know, and like, it's just a really a long process that, but do you think there are other factors, especially given your experience as a journalist, uh, as oh, well as howdy. talking to people, you know, yeah. are there things that you could say, you could point to and say, this is why we're still having this problem. This is why the bookshelves are still filled, uh, predominantly with one voice. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, as just as you were saying, my experience as a journalist, I think um, looking into the newsroom, I was one of a handful of black people. Um, and there tends to be a tendency to ghettoize uh, minority voices. So like, oh, that's for the black section. We'll put that over there. There also tends to be a tendency to wait until someone has blown up before being interested in their story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for black moms, we have outlets, we exist, you know, people use the same tools that everyone else is using, but there's not, um, there hasn't been to me a concerted effort to reach out to people who aren't easily accessible. Right. So like if your Instagram is like, like white lady mom, um, Instagram, <laughs> then you're not going to see like what my Instagram page right. is, which is like a bunch of dope ass black women, uh, doing dope ass shit with their dope ass kids. Right. So, like, these are, are these clearly the two search engine feeds we should be putting into yeah. the Instagram? <laughs> like, when, I was with my friend looking at our discover pages and she was like, I do not see as much placenta and breastfeeding as you see on your Instagram. <laughs> so that's, that's just the choice I've made in my life. <laughs> it's all over the algorithm. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it's very easy to say, oh, and I, I found this when I worked in um, content marketing too, like I was connecting bloggers with brands. And so often it was like, oh, we want this mom who has this huge following um, right. and we have like these certain metrics and we don't want to do the work to like maybe work with someone who's brand isn't as big as this other person's brand, but whose voice is just as important, if not more important in some cases. And yeah, I I think with a lot of people, it's like, we only want to talk to black moms when like, there's a hot news take that we want. And we don't have anyone in the newsroom who's black to talk about police brutality or like, you know, those big issues. Um, But there's not an effort to like, continue growing those voices and looking for them if they're not right in front of you. It's the looking. I mean, I, the looking really is, I, I think people, it, it, yeah, the, I think the yeah. looking is an important thing to talk about mm-hmm. uh, because it's, you know, it has 
what has led our journey as the person who books the guests. Yeah. The search has been more eye-opening than anything else just because of how difficult uh, it has been. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but it persuades me to keep looking and then to tell other people to look. And I, I think it's a really easy task when people feel like trapped or frustrated or, you know, whatever it is to keep the look going. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and I agree the, not only looking, but then supporting the voices that you find. Right. Yeah. Because I think what I've discovered is so many of uh, the voices that are out there are going through the Kickstarter route. I mean, they don't have mm-hmm. the investment. They don't have the financial support uh, mm-hmm. that is much easier for, again, more normalized voices to find. And, mm-hmm. you know, join the Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> you know, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I mean, really... Modern Me is totally, like, yeah. self-funded. Like, I would love for, you know, these mainstream places to, like, throw me money. Um, but when I've approach people it's like well can you come to us when you have like your big girl traffic panties on like right we love what you're doing but you know you haven't proven that people want to listen to you and it's like well they do want to listen to me they're just like not in enough numbers to attract you well right yeah 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 or they can't they can't find you or yet. they can't find because you yeah. don't have the exposure yeah. yet that's so right you're not like, number one yeah. on the google when somebody starts looking for yeah. you know what i mean like it really, yeah 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 no that's right people aren't yeah, it's hard to find, yeah. even if you're looking. It's really hard to find. Uh, okay. Let's actually wrap up on this very thing, uh, mm-hmm. talking about finding, seeking, looking, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, talk to us about some of your favorite uh, websites or bloggers or bo- some of your favorite people out there uh, that we should know about, that we should go yeah. check out. So um, I am obsessed <laughs> with... <laughs> Instagram as a way to find so many of um, the women that I've, I feature on the site. I'm doing this new series where I'll just ask someone to take over the Instagram account to give us a look into their life. Um, and some of these women I've encountered in the real world and online include Alex L. Um, she's an author and self-care advocate who I don't, I don't even remember how I came across her. Oh, another cool woman um, Erica Lane Salazar, who has taken photos for the website, recommended me to her as a as a mom to feature, and she's just so transparent and so lovely, and has one of those like lives that look super curated, but it's just like <laughs> how she naturally lives her life. Um, so every time I see something, I'm just like, oh, goals! Like I want to have matcha right now too. Like, I want to <laughs> eat at this place. I need to think more. Um, like, I don't know, be more uh, conscientious of the way I speak to myself and the way I live my life and find right. my truth. She's lovely. Um, then there's another lady. Her name is uh, Brandy Sellers. She is a L.A.-based postpartum doula and baby-wearing educator who has two really cool sons. Like, I met them when I was in L.A., um, a week ago, and I was just like, wow, I aspire to be as cool of a mom <laughs> as you are. Like, she's so chill and thoughtful, and um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about her. Then there's another woman I featured on the website. Uh, she actually reached out to me because she was like, um, I love your website, but I don't feel like these women are um, relatable. And I was like, oh, like, let's let's talk and 
through talking to her. I was like, I'd love to feature you. Um, but she is a single mom traveling abroad with her son, Chris, um, because oh, wow. she was just like terrified of what was happening in the States as it relates to the police brutality and people thinking that her son is older than he actually is, um, which is a whole nother story. But um, so she, what happened? I think she tried to get a job in Doha or Dubai and uh, because she wasn't willing to share who her son's father was, um, there's like some kind of law that they won't let single parents travel in. There's something going on. So she kept looking and got a job in Japan. So her and her son have been living in Japan for two years. Wow. And she's created an amazing business uh, called Raising Vagabonds that like teaches parents of all races, like how to incorporate travel into your family's lifestyle and how to do it affordably and just bring that kind of like adventure for and love for travel into um, your kids' lives. So those are like three women off, off top who I, I love. And like, if you see who they follow and who follows them, you'll see more black ladies and more women of color who um, have stories that just don't have, um, haven't been picked up by where most people look. Ah, that's you know that's actually really good advice. Which is the mm. that's my rabbit holes that I usually do. I find somebody yeah. I like or I, a piece that they've written, and then I try and see where they've connected and who they follow mm-hmm. or just who they recommend or if they yeah. mention somebody in a piece. Um, and that really can lead you just to a one. That's how I have found some of my favorite websites and favorite people yeah. that I go back to for inspiration or, like you say, yeah, just to ins- aspire. <laughs> to that right. behavior, right? Like, oh, I can maybe one do day. that one day when everybody's not in my house anymore. Right. Um, well, thank you so much, Antonia, for... Uh, oh, and by the way, everybody, we're going to link up all the people that uh, Antonia just mentioned. We're going to have links to them in our show notes so that you can find them and, and get to know these people that she likes. Um, as well as, obviously, we'll link you up to modernmia.com. Yay. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us and just coming on and talking with us. And hopefully we can have you back on to have more talks because... I would love that. Who doesn't like talking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> clearly, I like talking. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and again, thank you so much. And we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one, you guys. You too. Right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, Amita Patel. Hello, Sean David Johnson. What's going on? I think a friend of mine may have chronic pop culture deficiency syndrome. Oh, no. PCDS? What are the symptoms? Well, she doesn't know Wakanda from Westeros. Shameful. And she keeps confusing Aziz Ansari and Riz Ahmed. Oh, my gosh. So sad. Kind of racist, too. But what did you tell her to do? I told her to listen to our podcast, Inside Pop, of course. Fantastic idea. A weekly dose of Inside Pop will help anyone discover the best in TV, film, and music. Suffer from PCDS no more. Inside Pop has you covered every Wednesday on Max Fun.
How many times has this happened to you? Oh man, if only I knew whether it was better to be too hot or too cold, or who the best James Bond was, that girl would have gone out with me. Now you can with We Got This With Mark and Hal, the podcast from MaximumFun.org every Tuesday. Hey, Lois, it's Joey. The best James Bond was Daniel Craig, and it's better to be too cold than too hot. Thanks, We Got This With Mark and Hal. Only on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get fine podcasts. I love her. Me too. That was great. Yes. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. Me too. You know who I also like talking to every week? That's a mom having a breakdown. <laughs> Hi, Biz and Teresa. This is a rant. The fucking dog water. I swear to God, the fucking dog water is going to be what eventually causes me to go out for milk and just keep on driving. It's always in the way. <laughs> There is no good place in my house to put the dog's water bowl where I cannot kick it over. The baby cannot wash her hands or her toys or the remote in it. And also, the dog can reach it. So we play pick the dog water up and put the dog water down 15 times a day. But it still ends up being a fail no matter what for everybody involved. Because it always seems to be on the floor when the baby wants it. And on the counter when the dog wants it. And I always end up feeling like a terrible parent and a terrible pet owner. Fuck the fucking dog water. Thank you, guys. Bye. Can I? Please, Teresa. Please? I feel like I played this for you. For me. Thank you. Just for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I want to say it gets better. <laughs> like, I, I mean, because I'm about to go through this again. Yeah. But I I remember, I mean, I remember this so well because I went through it with both kids. And I'm about to go through it again. But there has been a nice long time now mm. where well, we forgot this has not been an issue. Because my kids, at a certain point, they get over it. Yeah. They don't actually care about it anymore. <laughs> I know that seems impossible to imagine. <laughs> but it does actually happen. Um, and then there's like, after that, there's like one or two times where just randomly somebody's going to knock it over or somebody's going to think it's funny to put their toy in it or whatever. Right. But it's not like a constant... Like, I remember this so well, where, like, the minute the baby's up from the nap, you got to pick the water up, put it yeah. on the table, and then just hope that your dog's not thirsty and hope that you remember to put it back down. Sometimes baby goes down for a nap, and when the baby gets up from the nap, you realize you never put the water down. Oh, so yeah. it's been up the whole time. I mean, it's just... It's a true nightmare. So I feel your pain... It's going to get better. And here's just... You're going to get there. To those of us without dogs, I related to this because there's one thing in your house that is also this. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for us, it was like the kitchen counter ends of the counter. My mm -hmm. kids just had a permanent bruise on their heads. Like, I, if I could have ripped mm. that thing out of my house, I would have ripped it out of my house. Mm. Whether it's that, whether it's the shoes, whether it's the... Because, you know, you have a small house, you can't I know. get around over the stuff. table, the I whatever. Know. It's There's always the thing yep. that you're like, well, we can't not have this in our house, mm -hmm. but I, I want to murder it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing a good job yes. for sticking around. Yeah, you are. Thanks for sticking. Everybody appreciate it. Thanks for it. trying to give your dogs water. That <laughs> is a noble effort. <laughs> you are doing... A good job. Yeah, you are. You really are. Everybody, what did we learn this week? We learned that games are possibly a good learning tool when we have the patience to play them. 
Uh, also, you can give operation to people that you don't like very much. <laughs> My favorite thing Stefan ever did, I was like, Stefan, can you be in charge of the birthday gift for a friend of ours who mm-hmm. was turning three? Just early on. We hadn't had Ellis yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just your president of getting the birthday gift. He got that child operation. Mm-hmm. It scarred her for life. Oh my God, because of the loud. She was already yeah. like an on the. This, actually, it's yeah. our friend Britt, uh-huh. who's hosted the show with me. Yeah, yeah. That Britt's child scarred for life <laughs> because of fucking operation. I said, I, you will be lucky if she doesn't just give that back to us, you know, when Ellis turns three, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know what? It, games that, let's just say, they should be fun. And, it's a nice bonding activity. And there's no pressure or time limit on when you have to start doing games in no. your house. Yeah. So let's let, maybe we leave it at that. Okay. I'd also like to say that Teresa and I have come up with a with sort of a mantra for this <laughs> summer. We have decided that this summer should be known as the summer of that's okay. <laughs> because, because the number of times she and I have texted each other yeah. since May. Yeah. Not even all the way into summer. Same. We're like major oh, things we just I'm didn't sorry. do. I saw they all remember start off. the th- such and such. I didn't remember how I said I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do oh, that. You know how we were gonna. I won't yeah. be able to remember all that work we put into a thing. Yeah. that I just forgot it's about. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> we'll never get that work back. It's a, and I, every single time one yeah. of us writes this to each other, yeah. the very first words out are "It's, it's okay. okay." Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, we're really, we're doing such a good job, Biz, because seriously, like, it's, I'm you and yeah. you're me in a way. Because yeah. it's like every time one of us drops the ball, like, honestly, anytime you drop the ball, I'm just like, oh, phew. I did say I'm like, oh, I'm like, good. Oh, God, it's not just me. Like, so just... here's to dropping the ball. Yeah. Let's all celebrate and embrace all the balls, yeah. guys. All the things that are all falling through the cracks. It's Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Summer 2017. It's okay. It's okay. So again, check us out on OneBadMotherPodcast.com for all the live show information. You can also see some fun pictures. That's fun of us doing stuff. I don't know. You can find out about the book that's been out just for a little while. People are still having babies and still need a book that reminds them they're doing a good job. This is a timeless book, if I may. If I may. May. You you can get this book for somebody who's expecting a baby this year. You could do it for somebody who's expecting a baby next year, the year after. You could do it every year. You could could do do it. It It could be the thing that you always give to new parents. And and also, you can give it to people who may be in the middle of it right now and just need a reminder that they're doing a good job. Okay? (laughs) Like, it's for people also who've got the one, two, three-year-olds in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's okay. This book is also... It's for them. Letting you know. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. You're doing all right. Everybody, you're doing... Okay. Yeah. You guys are doing just fine. <laughs> you Absolutely are. fine. It's totally going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We are. Teresa? Yes. You're doing okay. Thanks. <laughs> so are you, Miss. Thanks. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low
We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down Mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down Mama's room. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.